Oh my god, it has been what, like six weeks since I last talked to you or something like that? Yeah. Like middle I, of June? It has been a long time. And this episode is coming out August 2nd. So that oh is quite a gap. But it's before like the whole we get summer. into August, right? I feel like we have to mention that January 29th. No, my gosh. No, July. <laughs> July 29th, Software Social's two-year birthday. For real? Wow. Yeah. Two years. We've been doing this for two years. Look at us. That's so cool. I love it. Right? I love it. Makes me happy. On the one hand, it's, I mean, I feel like people always say this about time, so it's completely unoriginal. Um, But it's gone by in a flash, but also it feels like forever at the same time. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. amazing. That's so cool. I mean, yeah. you know, it's amazing how something you just start with an idea and then you just start. And here we are two years later. It's really awesome. Here we are two years later. You are founder of two companies, two SaaS companies. <laughs> I'm still the founder of one, but wrote a book which had its one own one year birthday. I can't believe it's been a year since you wrote recently. the book. I know. God, like our I don't know. Our businesses or side projects, they're like getting old. That's so amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That's so cool. Right? Um, yeah. Like my my book is not only, you know, eating solid foods, it's walking, you know, at this point, right? Yeah. Um, a year old. <laughs> so I have been on pins and needles uh waiting to hear how things are going with refine now of course you've taken some vacation time in there uh which you are more than entitled to um but for months like i feel like since like february or march we have been talking about how august is your like deadline sort of to really get refine up and going and selling so that you don't have to do consulting anymore because this is when the consulting contract with your client that you've been building refine with runs out and so this has kind of been this like sort of cliff for you that you've been sprinting towards and and now we're here so about that so I guess it was a week or two ago I haven't talked to you so gosh what's coming The suspense okay. is killing me. Uh, Wait, well, like... <laughs> so, I mean, technically, you know, the contract was going to be up in August. But a week or two ago, um, they reached out, my contact over there, and they have a really hard deadline of October 4th to ship this next version of their product. And they really need someone in the app in their app, building out these filters for them in real time in order to hit this deadline. Okay. So that person is me. Okay. It's not, it, it's not, <laughs> yeah, this all happened, like a lot happened this last month. Um, it's not bad. It's actually great because it gives me an opportunity to really, originally the plan was, We were building out Refine. We were helping them integrate Refine, but they were going to get an internal person ramped up on filter building, and they just don't have the bandwidth for that right now. 
And they're just up on such a tight deadline that when they asked me, I said yes, because it's really important that this client loves Refine, that they think that we have executed at an extremely high level. They're going to be great for us. You know, we can put their logo on the website. Um, so lots of, I, I mean, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it, right? Like on one hand, I was actually pulling back. So I was pulling back. I was doing more business stuff. I was doing more sales calls. And then this happened like last week where they're like, we can't. So we kind of tried it, right? I pulled back. They were trying to, you know, figure out what they could do. And they pulled me back in because they were like, we just need this to be done properly and quickly. And we just don't have time um, or the engineers to give you someone right now. So I guess on like one hand, you've got another two months of Mm -hmm. sort of like salary runway, right? Like you don't have that pressure for another. Right. That's good. I'm going to keep getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. Two months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Money. Like that's helpful. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, like you've. I mean, you've actually kind of shifted away from working on Refine itself from a technical perspective the last couple of months and really gotten into sales mode. And so now you're going to go back to focusing on on coding. And so are you going to be working on this like full time? I don't think it'll be full time. I think we are still, I mean, the the thing that's great about this is, they're using our product in a lot of ways it wasn't really designed to be used. Not in a bad way. They're just, they're really stretching the bounds of what this product can do. So that has been really instructive for us to kind of see those rough edges and see how we can improve them. So the product is in this constant cycle of being improved. And that's really good. And they're going to use Refine in all these different parts of their apps. I mean, they use it for segmentation and triggering events and all kinds of stuff. So... I don't think it'll be full time, but it's going to be a lot of time. I mean, I think it'll be a 20 to 30 hour a week deal, supporting them, working on the product. What I'm coming up to though, Michelle is, I mean, and also like, it's great that they want me, right? Feels nice. Feels nice to be wanted. But I think they're the kind of company, developers are scarce right now. And I think it's going to be really, what I'm, I'm not worried about this, this supporting them till October, I'm super, I'm actually kind of pumped about it because like it gives me a little more time. It lets us get the product a little bit better. Like it's a lot of good things, but I, um, I think the problem is going to be extricating myself after October. (laughs) So I have a plan. Yeah. Do you want to hear? Okay. So here's my plan. The thing is this company, um, they're, they're wonderful to work for. But I think it's just so easy as a consultant trying to make the break. It's really seductive to keep consulting because you make a lot of money and it's, you know, something you know how to do. It's very comfortable. And so some people are able to do this comfortable consulting thing 10, 20 hours a week and build a product on the side. I really struggle with that. I struggle with the context switching. I struggle with with just... I don't know. It's not my preferred way to do something. And what I'm trying to say is I think this company is going to need support past October. There's not, there's no cliff in October. Like there was supposed to be a cliff in August. There's clearly no cliff. They're like, no, just keep showing up. Like we want you to stay. I think this will continue in perpetuity. So I think I should hire someone right now 
part-time developer right now, get him or her trained up while I'm kind of sprinting to help them meet this deadline and then have them available to support the client after October. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of SaaS companies that have a professional services business component, like, and it's often significant chunk of their revenue like you know companies like salesforce and whatnot right like they have huge services businesses that just deal with being you know sort of custom contacts and whatnot for clients and so if you could somehow have them switch over to just simply paying refine a monthly retainer or hourly rate or what like yeah like if you can get them into like an annual service contract for something that goes from you know custom feature support to eventually just like it's their support contract on top of whatever they might be paying you for access to the product like that could be really valuable I think that's the move I think so what we do now we have I have another contractor um, who's doing like some upstream work for me and so we bill him through to the client kind of like a consultancy but this concept of like a service contract is really enticing because it gives me I really need to find my off ramp here or else I will never get off. Right. Like I need to be very deliberate. I kind of knew August was not really a thing. Like I could, I could see that wasn't really happening. Um, and this should, I don't want this to just continue in perpetuity. Like I want to work on the business. I love working on the business. And if we're going to make refine a real business, like we have to build the business. So I like the service contract idea. Um, I was just going to hire a contractor and, and, you know, build them through as a normal contractor, but service contract works too. But I think I need some mechanism. This is a big company and there's a lot of things they want to do and there's a lot of changes they want. I need someone embedded in them, their company to like with, with Refine's best interest at heart, if you will. Yeah. And of course, I mean, charge a markup on that. Right. And um, I mean, see if you can get that locked in too, yeah. right. For six months or, a year and so the locking in is an interesting idea I like that idea I hadn't thought about that but that's like an interesting idea to, to lock it in for a I period mean, of time that's kind of what you've had so far right like it was basically locked in for a year yes and that was really valuable for you because mm -hmm. it really gave you that extra time to focus on it and I think just with this contractor it's not just you know charging for whatever their hourly rate is but like you're still gonna have to be available to that person so like you're gonna have to have you know some markup right on whatever their that rate is now we don't do services contracts that's something we've like we've decided not to do you know sort of a, a consulting arm right um but there are a lot of companies that that, that do this mm -hmm. and i bet if you know you start googling for stuff you'll find examples of how companies structure this and 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 whatnot yeah i love I don't know if love is the right word. I'm intrigued by the idea of a service contract <laughs> <laughs> because I love service contracts. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, like from a from business perspective, though, like service contracts drive a lot of value. Like think about like a pest control company or landscaping or like like recurring contracts like that are very, very valuable. I feel like for this client, it's something I want to explore I don't know if we want it to be part of our core business because we don't want to be, we're already a consultancy, right? We already have a bunch of contractors and we make money. So we do not want to be a consultancy. Now a service contract's a little bit different and I understand that it could be lucrative, but it still requires us to hire people and hiring people is hard. 
So I don't know. I'm open to the idea. I think for now, for this client, trying to get something like that is the right move because they need support and we need a refined champion in their company. And the priority for you at this point is to to not be coding, right? And to get to focus on the, the sales side. Yeah. So can I talk about how I'm super excited about the fact that I love that other stuff? Yeah. Like you, you hear so many, this is such a problem. It was actually in my mastermind the other day and someone was joking about how like developers who like marketing are like unicorns. I think I like it. Like I like, our product is very technical. So we couldn't, Aaron and I could not sub out marketing because the marketing, even the marketing, the sales are so technical and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying talking to people and seeing what their problems are and, um, so far, it's been a great experience. So I think that's really good to hear that I like that. You know, as I said, for the next couple of months, I'm going to have to go deep, deep back in the technical stuff, which is fine. But I feel like if I could hire someone, get him or her ramped up in the next couple months, and then do a service contract kind of deal for the foreseeable future, that would be ideal. So if you're a Rails developer who um, wants to work 10 to 20 hours a week for me, please let me know. <laughs> you know, I think that's... It's interesting, right? Because we've talked about this a little bit in the past, the difference between sales and marketing. Yeah. And I remember how much mental overhead and like just exhausting it was for you to work on marketing for simple file upload. Now, these are two very different products, kind of different trajectories. You have a co-founder with this one. But I think it's sort of worth noticing how doing marketing, SEO, did you run some ads at one point? Like that kind of work was not really getting, uh, you know, y- your energy going, right? But you're actually enjoying sales too. And and I feel like sales and marketing, like people often lump them together, I guess, especially developers who have never done either. either. <laughs> yeah. But they are very different and they require different skills and there are different things that you're doing as part of them and like yes at the end of the day the goal is for somebody to buy something but they're very different and I think for some people sales is a better fit and for some people marketing might be a better fit and yes you you kind of need both in a company but especially if you're a small company you don't necessarily have to be like spending 50 50 on sales and and marketing right like if you're really energized by spending 80 percent of your time on sales and you're hitting the goals you have and then you just use what you're learning from sales in the marketing directly and and that's enough then I don't know I I think that's fine yeah I really like the high touch sales I really like talking to I knew I knew that I would like this part right like because I like people and I think with simple file upload there's no there's no people like people just buy it, which is great. Like, I'm not mad about that. Thank you. Everyone who's bought it. <laughs> but like almost no one, no one has ever booked a call to talk about file uploading and no one has, I mean, very, very, very few people email me and which is great. Right. I understand that that's a good thing, but, um, I feel like higher price point product, high touch sales is going to be my wheelhouse. I really enjoy it. Aaron and I, and it's really nice to have a co-founder. Like it's nice to have, have a friend. Aaron and I were on this call um, with some people that were interested in the Laravel version of Refine. And I thought he and I work really well together because he was kind of, we kind of went through the whole thing. But I think I did a really good job at the end of like asking the, this, 
I'm going to call them salesy questions. They're not, but the question's like, is there a reason you don't want to buy this right now? Like I, I did that in the call. You did? Yeah. I said, is there, I'm not going to say the guy's name. He was very nice, but I, but you know, I, and I'm very, so it's funny cause I've, I, I work in this little uh, co-working space. So I had told my coworkers, they're fake coworkers, but you know, at lunch, I was like, okay, we're doing a sales call and I'm going to ask these hard questions because <laughs> this is how you grow. And so anyway, afterwards they were like, you did a great job. And they were like, you're very disarming. Wait, wait, hold on. What did the person say? Uh, they, like you asked this yeah, question, so, so, but it was so useful. So I said, is there any reason you don't want to buy this right now? And he said, yeah, because I don't know if it's going to work with this particular thing. And I really want to touch. I mean, so he, we got a lot of useful information out of him, which was they're using some, I forget. Oh, they're using something in Laravel. That's not, we don't like have a package for it specifically. So he would have to do some kind of glue to get it to work with his package and where they are, like in terms of what they need, wasn't what we were providing. He, he just really wanted to play with it is kind of what it came down to is he's like, I really am not sure what we're hearing. For, but from this guy, what we learned, which was huge, was that we're really pushing the filtering on like an index page where it's really powerful is you can use it like as a trigger or you can use it as you can make custom dashboards for every single one of your users using refine. Mm. You can send emails in a background job to a, like you can segment your users and send emails in a background job. Like there's all these other things we do with it. And we do this with the client that we don't ever, ever talk about. And talking to this particular person, like that was way more interesting to him than filtering on an index view. So it sounds like you need to spend some time, like speaking of marketing, like on documentation. Uh, well, I feel like positioning is, mm. is what I, I need to reread. Obviously awesome. I read it a while back. I feel like here, what we need to do, I think we know what we need to do. I, I mean, I feel like we know what we need to do. We need to get a demo site up. We need to maybe, you know, I, there's so much. So I just read traction, which I've been meaning to read for a while. And he talks about these 19 traction channels and how you should pick three is like your, have you read it? Traction? No. Huh. Surprise. Okay. So it basically says there's 19 traction channels, pick three and kind of do like little experiments in each one and then pick one, the one that you think works and lean all in. And so for us, our traction channel going forward is engineering is marketing. Mm -hmm. There's so much we can build pretty easily with refine to show it off that I think is going to finally like people don't it's interesting because Aaron and I know this product so well and people aren't having that aha moment and then we're on the phone with this guy and when Aaron starts talking about all this stuff he uses it for you know at his property tax company that he used to work for this guy was like oh like now I get it he's like you never ever talk about that <laughs> so to me we can come up with so many engineering as marketing products essentially to show people what it can do. Um, like I really like the custom, he was really excited about the custom dashboards and I thought that was a really cool idea. So that might be what we do, but it was really a great call. I mean, this was, like I said, I asked some hard questions and we, because you asked that question, like you learn, you learn a lot. Like, why won't you buy it right now? Right. I mean, that's great to know. Yeah. I mean, and, and to what you've said about, it's great having a partner in this, like it sounds like you are good at asking those questions and getting answers back from them. And then as it turns out, Aaron is like really, really good at like engineering as marketing and like developer marketing. And yep. 
I feel like Aaron could like create some, you know, a video of like, hey, like I built this custom dashboard for a client and like, here's how I did it. And like, you know, he's just, he's so personable with that kind of thing. Like, I mean, yeah, he he managed to make SQL interesting enough that my eight-year-old daughter was like glued to the screen when he was giving his Laracon talk, right? So like, I mean, that's a really good combination of skills, like really complementary skills right there. Yeah, I think we're a good team. I felt really good about Usually we do the calls separately. So he does the Laravel calls. I do the Rails calls. But we're going to try and do more of them together because I think together we're stronger. Yeah, it, it feels like we're a good team. And the call felt really – I mean, the guy didn't buy it, but he's very interested. And it felt like a really productive call. Yeah, you got you got something out of that. And I, you know, And I think at this point, too, in terms of like – the phase of the company like you are definitely at that do things that don't scale so that you learn from them phase right so like you know doing a phone call with both founders on it for an a thousand dollar is it one time or subscription uh annual but yeah it's not a thousand dollar annual subscription right like that's not sustainable long term but you are learning a ton from it yeah it's maybe not long-term sustainable for it's definitely not long-term sustainable for you to be doing custom work for clients or for customers on a service contract basis right like you personally doing that and maybe it's not even long-term sustainable for you for your company to be doing that as a service if you decide you want to go in a different direction but like right now if these things are getting you the money you need and the answers you need to get you to that point where you have a thing that scales and sells that that seems like the way to go yeah I love like so this whole founding customer thing I'm doing I'm totally digging it because I've got a small group of people who are one I had a call with with our actually the very first guy who bought it yesterday and it was just so great talking to him because he was able to give me so much information about what he's doing now where he'd like to go what he's trying to do I, I really love it. Like, I'm just learning so much about the depth and complexity of these problems people are having and how we can help. And you know what I just heard in there? And and I don't know if you realized it, but, like, you just recited three of the core questions you try to answer when you're interviewing someone of what are they trying to do? Where are they now? What have they already tried? Where are they struggling, right? Like, you just rattled those off to me without even thinking about it. And I think... I remember talking to you about this like two, you know, two or three years ago. And you're like, come again now. And versus like you have just internalized it and are using it in sales and talking to these founding customers like without even thinking about it. You're in my brain, Michelle. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I think the pieces are coming together. The pieces are coming together. That's what it feels like. And it feels great. I mean listen, no, I mean, our doors are not being beaten down, right? It's not like, you know, I have friends who launch products and then they just, everyone just buys their thing and they don't have to work very hard. Good for them. This is, you know, this is a really interesting learning experience, but it just feels, it's like, man, you can just feel, I just know, I feel like it's going to work. Like my gut is telling me that this is it. This is going to happen and it's not going to happen tomorrow. Like we have a lot of work we have to put in, 
but it just feels right. I, I don't know, talking to people and hearing their struggles and like where I am and where Aaron is, like it just, it feels right. feels like you've got a wind in your sails that you maybe didn't have with Simple File Upload. And I wonder if that's because you've kind of figured out some of those like more like basic, like setting up a SaaS business things that were extremely new to you um like everything was new basically that first time and like that did not end up being your I don't know like rocket ship is the wrong word but also like long-term boat I don't know there's I'm not I'm not really good with the analogy for this right here but I think you know what I mean right like that was good it got it got you to a place but more so than the money it gave you so much learning and quite frankly I mean I look back at the first business I ever started and I got way more learning out of that than I did money but it meant the second time around there are all these things that I had tried to figure out the first time and it had taken me tons of time that are very basic things about product or operations and and, and like whatnot that I already knew those things and so I could spend my time more on okay what is it we're trying to do and how do we sell this and like what exactly are we making and like all those kind of bigger questions that more so determine the success than how is it that we process payments like like how do you even do that right like right like you were able to jump I think so much faster um yeah into this Yeah. yeah I think so so yeah so that's that's the update um it's a lot going on. We're, you know, we're learning and we're working and we're building a great product. So sounds like it. I've had a lot going on too. Tell me. Um, but I don't think we have time to get into it. Ugh, really? I know. I'm uh, sorry. I will, I will catch you up on my conference talks and all that kind of stuff uh, next week, I guess. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Come back next week. <laughs> You know I'll be here. I've been here for two years. Uh, well, you know, there's been vacations, but for the most part. Right? For the most part. All right. Talk to you next week. This episode of Software Social was brought to you by all of our listeners who become software socialites and support our show. You can become a supporter for $10 a month or $100 a year at softwaresocial.dev supporters. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Remy from Memo.fm, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of SignWell, Corey Haynes of SwipeWell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Room Steals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseti, Justin Jackson of MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the annoyingly pragmatic founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Kaylee of Tosslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lena and Alex from Recapsy, 
Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from OppleNet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Munsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of KeyHero.io, Arvid Call, James Sowers of Castaway.fm, Nathan of Develop Your UX, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit, Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, and Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Conbini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.